What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the, the Void. Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 204, 204 delicious episodes, and... Voidtober has begun. <laughs> <laughs> I hear the, the... Oh, yeah, it's all distorted and freaky, huh? I hear the heavy metal music playing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you guys don't know what Voidtober is, then you haven't been following our YouTube fucking uh, subscription place, you know? Where we post all these fucking videos and things. That's this wonderful place that I, I am creative on. I try to be anyway. <laughs> that was a really good trailer. You like that? Yeah, and it lists all our movies for the month. Dude, too. I was so fucking zoned out on that Voidtober trailer for like 10 hours straight. Mm-hmm. Like, just gone. I didn't even know what time it was. Right. And then I was like, I ran into all these problems and everything. But anyway, Voidtober. <laughs> <laughs> Voidtober is what we're going to be doing for each year, I guess. You know, it's just something that we pick a bunch of movies that we're going to celebrate. We get excited about Halloween. If you're stuck inside, you know, dealing with COVID or dealing with it in some way and you can't go out because Halloween is canceled. <laughs> then you have stuff that you can watch with us. We catered and picked out a bunch of different movies. Some that we, you know, haven't seen in a while. Some that were more Halloween themed. Uh-huh. Um, you know, stuff like that. We got like nine films that we're going to be talking about this week. We're going to be talking about Witchboard from 1986. And Night of the Demons from 1988, which Patrick and I did on episode 12. That was a long time yeah, ago. It was like four months into the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and this is good because I've never seen the Night of the Demons before. I thought I saw Night of the right. Demons, but I was like, wait a second, I've never seen this. So I told Patrick we were going to be doing that, and he was like... Because if you guys have been here long enough, you know who Patrick is. Patrick is one of the hosts on here. He still kind of is, but right. you know, we don't want a sick fucking COVID dripping ass in here. So we, <laughs> plus he has a kid and stuff. We I don't, know. I was like, he had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, he he was like, uh, so you're just going to skip over my fucking review? I was like, first of all, Christina's never seen the movie. I'll take any excuse I can to watch Night of the Demons again. So she gets to see it. You've seen Witchboard then? Or? No. So it's funny because I picked Witchboard because I watch like the regular streaming free TV channel because I, you know, sometimes I don't want to think. So you just put whatever on. And I, I caught that Witchboard was playing one day and I was like, oh, that might be a good one to watch. So right. Like, I listed it. I'm surprised down. it's an 80s. You're so against them. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But um, not really. I think it's funny because we picked these two movies 
not knowing they were like related to each other. Well, I think subconsciously I did because like I always paired them together and it was probably an old memory or something. Oh, okay. Because I was like, oh, they're similar for some reason. I just kind of blew it off. Right. And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's the same director. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, we got other movies we're going to be doing this week. We got like the Beyond the Door trilogy, which is really graphic and gory and fun. Uh, we got Phenomena and Carrie towards the end of the month. And then we have. We are still here and the house of the devil that we're going to be doing next week. So excited. Yeah. I just wanted to get into the spook house vibe, you know, like a lot of those movies that are like that, although Carrie and Phenomena are just a little different. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So, but they, they all have like the, this demonic thing, you know, sort of, I guess, I don't know. (laughs) Carrie's not really the demon really. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I hope you guys are excited. We're going to be doing a giveaway. We also need your help, uh, for bragging rights only on this one, but for the giveaway, we're going to be giving away more movies. Um, anybody can enter anywhere, you know, we'll figure out something, some way to help you and hook you up. Even if it's, if we can't send it out and it doesn't work on your players out there, (laughs) (laughs) but we'll figure it out. And then we were thinking about, like, what's a tagline for Beyond the Void Horror Podcast? Yeah, we need one. Yeah, we we don't have one. We read off all the movie taglines every week. Like, what would be a good tagline, guys? I need you to put on your thinking caps and get your decoder rings out (laughs) and fucking help us. I mean, technically, it's like, this ain't your daddy's podcast, but that's so dumb and just, like, something I threw together, like... (laughs) Oh, last minute. Yeah, like, when we first started, because me and Mike were fucking... Mike was off the fucking rails (laughs) with fucking, like, uh, saying shit, like, crazy shit. (laughs) Uh So I was like, yeah, this definitely ain't your daddy's podcast. He'd be offended. <laughs> Although a lot of things change in the world right now, so <laughs> it is 2020. So I mean, anything goes. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys can think of a tagline for Beyond the Void Horror Podcast that might be very poignant, not very long, and something that you would think embraces this this podcast, like, hey, these guys suck, or you know, no, be serious. <laughs> like, like, clearly, Alex always makes dick jokes. Yeah, he's an idiot. <laughs> If you're not busy eating paint chips, be on the void. <laughs> oh, I like that one. Yeah, if you if you're done punching the shit out of your grandma, like, hey, <laughs> listen to these guys. No, that's bad examples. Okay, <laughs> we need good examples. So if you guys can help us out, we'll give you bragging rights. We'll like, I don't know, do something funny for you um, that we can like give you a shout out on the podcast or something like that. You know, I know that's like so little, but. Uh, we're famous, so think of it that way. We're better than you. Yeah, the two people, <laughs> the two people who listen. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think there's a little bit more than two people, but either way, I appreciate it. If you guys can help us out, I would love to have you guys involved in some way. So if you can come up with that, you know, we'll even put little little their name next to it. Like somebody wrote this. Gold star. <laughs> yeah, gold, gold star. star. But yeah, we're really excited for it. If you haven't checked out the trailer for Voidtober yet, you should check it out. I spent a long time on it and I did it just for fun because that's just how I am. Uh, and I wanted to have something fun to like get us all jazzed up for Halloween. 
Yeah. So if you can go to our YouTube, subscribe there and uh, yeah, check it out. We got a lot of stuff on there and we're going to be putting up a lot of stuff here for Halloween on there as well. Like I might do like five movies to watch during Halloween or, you know, like something like we'll do something for there too. But I, I did have some people asking me, they're like, is this only for the podcast or YouTube? So a lot of people on YouTube are writing oh, privately and stuff. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh shit, I didn't make that too clear, did I? <laughs> oh, well. So, But anyway, so what's up with you? How are you doing? Good. Crazy times right now, right? It's crazy. Yeah. So now everybody has COVID. Yeah, even the president. Yep. And his first lady and everyone he came into contact over the period of three days straight. You you look at that. (laughs) What do you know? He caught the Democratic hoax. (laughs) As they're saying anyway. But no, I hope he survives through this. But yeah, let that be a a note that we should all be pretty careful. I wish I wouldn't right. want anybody to get sick with COVID, including that guy. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's it's not a good way to go out. Like, you know, you're alone oh, no and you're breathing crazy. It's in serious thing. I really hope you guys are being safe out there. It's kind of a reality check in some regards. You know what I mean? So but also I wanted to bring it up to kind of document, you know, the time we're going through in case we go back and listen to these hundreds of years from now. <laughs> They're like, oh, they were there when we're when we're on a spaceship. When yeah, the, the like humanity. We're has talking like thousands moved. of years later when they've built a fucking pyramid over top of our house, and you know we're millions of years in the future, and they go digging underneath and they find my old studio <laughs> for Beyond the Void Horror podcast, and they're like, oh my god, they were technologically advanced. We just didn't know it, and we had already gotten our you know, technology so evolved that we didn't even need to use electricity anymore. We were using crystals. And because all the crystals shattered after an earth event happened, we just lost all of our information. And then we re-evolve on the planet. And yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just... Are you okay? <laughs> was it aliens? Yeah, it was aliens. <laughs> Maybe it was some of the acid I took before we got started. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Peace and love, man. <laughs> Anyway, guys, I think it might be that time. What time is it? It's Voidtober, Christina. What the fuck? (laughs) Voidtober! Horse shots! We decided that we were going to do a shot based on Night of the Demons. The Demons. Which, if you've seen the movie, there's some pretty unique... Interesting, kind of sexually charged practical effects moments in there. (laughs) Weird. Uh, One in particular uh, that I won't say what it is for those of you who haven't seen the movie because I've already been reached out to by Josh, I think, was said it, that he hasn't seen any of these. Oh, wow. Except for Phenomena or something. I I can't remember. So in Night of the Demons, there's a scene where Linnea Quigley does something with a, a lipstick and you can let your own imaginations go wild on that one. Might not be as wild as you think, or maybe maybe even more wild. <laughs> I don't know. It depends. But this one blew my mind as a child, and it gave me the weirdest boner when I was a kid. <laughs> you had kid boners? Well, I mean, if you've seen the scene and you were young and you saw this, you were like, okay, that's oddly arousing. Oh, it's because there's nudity. Yes. Thank you, Christina, for letting me be an adolescent once again. You're welcome. Yeah. It's it's okay to talk about my past, right? <laughs> <laughs> when I was a child, okay, I had a libido. It was outraging. <laughs> yeah. 
under the sheets of my covers, my house. <laughs> oh my God. TMI. Anyway, TMI. sorry. You guys are getting ready to drink. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> we are. Look. Mm. Yes. This smells really good. I'm really excited about the shot. Okay. So we're calling this one a nipple sticker. Okay. And uh, you'll figure out why once you see the fucking movie, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's an okay day. <laughs> <laughs> So what's in a nipple sticker? All you got to do is put together a few easy, simple ingredients. And Christina, why don't you go ahead and tell them? You want to do one third of 99 whipped, and then you want to do one third of butterscotch snobs. I can't That's say That's pretty it. tough to say, I got to really, say. It's really hard to say. And then you want to uh, do the last one third, you want to do Bailey's on top. Right. You can, we tried to make it float. We're not real good at it. No. So I try yeah, we tried to make it later. It doesn't matter anyway, because it's pretty much a slipper it's like a buttery nipple. Yeah, it, yeah. Exactly. But we're calling this a nipple a nipple sticker. You uh, gotta oh, and also you gotta do your lips up with makeup and miss all the miss your entire lips and just draw like a big things. Big heart that, on your face. Yeah, big heart on your face. Yeah. And then you say Far fucking out, man. And you right. take the shot, which we're gonna do right now. Oh, boy, that's got a kick to it, doesn't it? That is strong. That ain't no buttery nipple, man. That is like a, that's like a punched, like a greased up fist that just went into my fucking mind vagina. (laughs) I thought I was expecting it to be really good and it wasn't. It's actually not bad. It's just you don't like strong alcohol. That's why Mm -hmm. I can handle it. Did you say mine vagina? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> and if you would like to try a my uh, wait, <laughs> a nipple <laughs> sticker, all you got to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shots section now. Well, that's, that's it for horror, horror shots. shots. All right, guys. Now we're into Voidtober of our flesh and potatoes of Witchboard 1986 and Night of the Demons from 1988. We're going to go ahead and do that right guys so christine is going to kick it off with the first movie in chronological order because witchboard obviously came out so all right witchboard is about uh, when his girlfriend becomes dangerously obsessed with a ghost she contacted with a ouija board (laughs) jim reluctantly joins forces with her ex his own estranged childhood best friend to identify and exercise the evil spirit (sighs) God, it's scary. (laughs) Just reading it, it gives me goosebumps. I know, my God. The tagline is uh, seduction, entrapment, possession. Don't play it alone. Don't play it alone. (laughs) This was written and directed by Kevin Tenney. He also directed Nine of the Demons, Mm -hmm. The Cellar from 1989, Endangered Species, Brain Dead from 2007. Don't Let Them In, which is in pre-production. Hmm. Sounds okay. interesting. All right. The actors starring Todd Allen, who plays Jim. He was in the, in the Apostle from 1997. Django Unchained. He was in Witchboard 2. He was on two episodes of Freddy's Nightmare. Hmm. Uh, amazing stories. And he was in an episode of The Twilight Zone from 1985. Two series that I really wish would get DVD or Blu-ray releases or something, which is... 
Night Freddy's Nightmares and uh-huh. and Amazing Stories. Does I don't, it amazing I don't think stories? Amazing Stories is on DVD. Oh. I think it's only on digital. Oh, it's weird. Tawny Katane, who plays Linda, she was in The Bachelor Party from 1984. Uh, she was in that Hercules TV show for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, she was also Lisa in the Santa Barbara TV show. Mm-hmm. Also in the Santa Barbara TV show was Stephen Nichols, who plays Brandon. In this movie? Yes, in this movie. And he was in Santa Barbara with her. I'm just making it clear so they know. Okay. That was a weird segue that they might be confused with. Oh, I I was trying to segue it because I thought it was clever. But I guess not. <laughs> he was also in Days of Our Lives from 1985 to currently, I think it got canceled. But mm-hmm. he was in it this whole time. He was also in Young and the Restless and General Hospital, like as a regular. Right. Kathleen Wilhoyt, who plays Sarah Beth. She sang backup for The Carpenters, which I thought was interesting. She played Liz on The Gilmore Girls, and she was Katie in Fire in the Sky, one of the yeah. scariest movies I've ever seen. I saw that. We were, we've been talking about Fire in the Sky because they got a new Blu-ray yeah, release coming, coming out. out. Uh, she was also in Lorenzo's Oil. Okay. It also stars James W. Quinn, who plays Jim's friend who works on the construction site with him. reason I bring him up is because he's very involved with Tenny's work in the future. Oh, okay. So the next movie we're going to talk about. Oh. But yeah, he was in Night of the Demons, Witch Trap, Night of the Demons 2, Lurking Fear, Pinocchio's Revenge, Night of the Demons 3, because I'll, I'll explain why later in the next uh, movie, and a movie called Cult. Right. A budget for this movie was $2 million. Mm-hmm. Opening weekend, it only brought in $90,000, but it did gross $7 million overall. Wow, okay. So, That's pretty good, actually. Was this your first time seeing Witchboard? Oh, of course not. I saw this as a child a bunch of times, multiple different ways. It was like... Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen this on Cinemax. I've seen this on... Fucking the rental stores all the time when I was a kid. Me and my dad used to go to the rental store and get fucking horror movies, or me and my friends would when they would stay the night because we would always watch bad movies. Uh huh. Because my parents didn't give a fuck. Right. <laughs> but you know, I I actually kind of it's not an amazing movie, but it is just sort of has that vibe that I like in the eighties and nineties films. But this movie is was one I rented a bunch of different times or saw on Cinemax. I'm pretty sure I saw it on Cinemax multiple times. Mm-hmm. This is like the perfect pedigree of Cinemax fucking horror movies. Because back in the day, Cinemax was the spot if you wanted to watch horror movies that you would never either rent or you would see on TV and shit like that. And that was the that was the spot. But yeah, I don't think this is a great film, but it actually does a lot with very little. And I think that's pretty admirable. Definitely in the vein of the So Bad It's Good in a lot of ways. Uh, it's director Tenny's first film, like you mentioned. And honestly, I don't think that's it's a bad one at all. Especially for a first film. First time, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He was kind of experimental with some of the things that he did in it. But I had more issue with this movie because of the melodrama in it more than anything. I don't think Tenny was really good in... <laughs> In writing, necessarily? Like, I don't want to say he's bad, because do you know how hard it is to write a screenplay and, like, think all that stuff out? Nope. I have no idea. (laughs) Exactly. But I'm just saying, like, it just wasn't for me. Right. You have to respect some of his direction, though, because I'm not 100%, but it sure seems to have, like, some Sam Raimi influence in it. Oh, okay. And I don't, you don't really get to see that until the next movie we talk about more. I think so. uh, But the story is pretty tame as a possession movie. 
you know, as they go and how they're typically tropey like that. But the, the S big acting and dialogue mixed with the silly dust sort of make it charming to some degree for me. Turns out, you know, watching people pretend to be affected or die by possession is pretty fucking funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I mean, there is some really ridiculous acting in this. Like, if you really think about it, like, oh, like they're all possessed. <laughs> no offense, but like, it's really kind of ridiculous because they don't really show any kind of special effects. Everything's all, you know, right. in camera. Right. I think this is probably a love-hate movie. It's probably more nostalgic for people who grew up in my time, you know? Yeah. Who saw it on the shelf before we got all this extra stuff, you know, that was, like, mind-blowing, you know, right. for, for possession stuff like that. You know, it was no, definitely not Exorcist-style level oh, no. of any kind of possession whatsoever. And this is a good year's... This is a good 10 years, like, after The Exorcist 2. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it, it had been done. I'm just saying yeah. that it wasn't a good example. Right, right. Yeah, it's more of a, like, hey, what can we go straight to video with? Right. Uh, even though it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I still kind of enjoy it. It's easy to follow along. Some of the dramatic moments that I mentioned are really cringy, which is kind of part of, like, the charm again with that so bad it's good S big thing. There are just so many times I laughed out loud because, like, how much of a stretch it was to connect all the different dramatic points together that they were doling out throughout the whole fucking movie and it's just like oh my god really like eye roll um you know more importantly connecting pregnancy to the symptoms of possession was was one of the major examples (laughs) which is you know on paper is you know if you wouldn't put so much attention on it in this movie to make it such a fine point you know it might have been passable but but because they spend so much time on it and dragging it out it kind of like and then the dialogue that they have when they fucking finally reveal the two connecting Right. It was some of the funniest shit ever. <laughs> I had to pause it. Was, it. <laughs> was it the scene when they were in the hospital? No, it was when... Well, I don't want to ruin it for people. Well, but yeah, there's sorry. a scene where two characters, two male characters are talking about it. And it's not in the hospital. There's not a lot really seen as far as the possession shit goes, but it still kind of maintains your interest throughout. The gore is really mild, but the characters make it worth watching too. So, you know, there's so many different types of cast. Which make it a, a better watch, in my opinion. You know, you got the corporate stuffy guy, the wacky medium, the kind of like down to earth construction dude, and like the fucking, you know, music video queen. Yeah, it's like a weird like group of people that you would normally not find interesting, but they made it work somehow in this way. This movie was popular enough to make a franchise out of it, for better or worse. You know, it's been a while since I've seen the others, so don't assume that th- that means that they're worth watching. But I would assume that two is probably okay if you're okay with this one. Mm-hmm. But again, I haven't seen it in so long. Who knows? Right. You know, there are plenty of franchises that shouldn't have kept going and milked every penny they could from it. So, <laughs> right. you know, making some of the best worst cinema and horror that you can watch. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the first one's still pretty good in that area, too. So it's shot well. Uh You know, still, I honestly think this movie will probably be a little bit nostalgic for me, like other people, but not as much. Uh, Not the blood and guts movies that I kind of love, but the weird, absurdly funny S big movie that I did enjoy. I'd give it a 5.5, maybe a Mm 6 on the S big scale. Right. Do you know what I mean? It it won't move mountains with your laughs 
or it's gore, but you know, it's somewhat enjoyable to rewatch probably. Right. I thought it was decent. Yeah. I thought it was a good like 80s movie and I don't really like a lot of 80s movie. Sure. I mean, it was an epic movie. It was totally. We were laughing our asses off. Yeah, totally. Some of the dialogue is so insane, dude. Yeah. And it holds up. I thought this movie holds up well. Yeah. Like for the times. I think this movie, honestly, well, I'll get more into it, but if they're doing remakes, I would have liked to see this movie remade rather than them doing like Ouija. Really? That Ouija movie, that really crappy one, the first one. The second one was good, but you know what I mean? Well, right. And I got some some info on <gasps> on the whole things? naming business. Yeah. We'll talk about okay. it here in a little bit. Okay. So honestly, though, I was really confused by the plot. I was confused who her boyfriend was. <laughs> Did, did you get confused in the yeah, beginning? Yeah, I, like I have some her, pieces that I was writing down in the scenes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was like she was living with this guy and she's seeing this other guy and then all of a sudden she's she's fucking her roommate. Like, I was so confused. And then she's like, all of a sudden she's pregnant and it's like, well, who's the father? I'm so fucking confused. <laughs> like, what I don't think fuck? it was that confusing. I did. I remember. You must have missed a few key points. I must have missed some conversations. It must have been just like really. Yeah, because there was a scene in the kitchen that they talk about that whole thing that you're thinking of to try to to wash over. To wash it it over. Okay, well, I must have missed it, or I wasn't paying good enough attention. Right. Like you said, it is very a melodramatic movie. Oh my god! It was. I thought her acting was okay. I mean, it was like overacted, but I thought it was so. It was like good, funny. Yeah. Like. You know, we explain that, but uh <laughs> until she gets yeah. possessed, she's like, oh, oh. I really enjoyed the shots. Yeah. The shots in this was really good. I gave it a yeah. five out of ten. Really? Okay. Yeah. So that's about we're about the same, yeah. you know. I think it's like a five point five pretty much. Yeah. Six might be a little bit much, but right. I still think it's fun to watch. Like totally. I know that there's people out there that endear it and I can see why. Uh I don't hate it on it at all. Like I actually, you know, it's just, it's not one that I would turn to that often. Right. It'd be nice to have like the whole collection and maybe go down that rabbit hole once every five years or something like that. But Yeah, yeah, I understand that. You know what I mean? But if you guys want to watch it, you can actually watch it on Amazon Prime. It's up on their Prime video. So if you want to check it out and watch it on there, you can. I think it might be even a copy on YouTube, but better to support the the company and everything like that. I think Screen Factory made a print of it for 1080p on uh, Prime. So mm-hmm. worth checking out if you want to see it and uh, relive your fucking 80s childhood with that movie. <laughs> if you were like me and you saw it on the shelf, it was always like, ooh, scary Ouija board. <laughs> you know what I mean like so and and when you're a kid that shit is kind of scary yeah so like the, there's a scene in the very beginning where something pops off uh-huh. that kind of scared me as a kid because I was scared of the boards right right you know what I mean you know what that's one good thing about this movie too is it really kicked it kicked off well like yeah. it just got right into it they just whooped out that board yeah and just then flapped were, out their yeah, fucking just, Ouija cock yeah fucking that planchet shit started <laughs> whipping around that planchet stuck their dick right through the hole of the planchet <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Can't get through without a yeah. dick joke. That's, yeah, well, that's how you talk to him. That's how you fuck ghosts, by the way. You stick your dick in the planchet. <laughs> David, are you here with me? <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, that's terrible. <laughs> it really was. It really is. That's a bad joke. Anyway, sorry, guys. I just run with this shit. I don't really mean any of it. <laughs> 
But anyway, we do have uh, some of the trivia and things that we're going to spoil now. So if you don't want anything spoiled for this movie and you want to check it out for yourself, you can go to the timestamps down below. Click on them. You can go to the next fucking movie where we do the spoiler-free review of Night of the Demons uh, with Sal as your host. (laughs) Your fucking host. Uh, But yeah, if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. All right, so some of the trivia on this is pretty interesting because you had mentioned the Ouija thing. They tried to originally call this, it was called Ouija. Oh, really? Yes, and that was in 1985. And Parker Brothers didn't own the title, apparently, at that point in time. And their attorney told them that they couldn't use the title, say, Ouija, or use a Parker Brothers board in the film, which they did. (laughs) But they had already, yeah, they had already filmed it. Oh. The errors in the emissions uh, carrier, the E and O is what they call that, uh-huh. where you have title, you know, like you can use it. You have the rights to use it or whatever, which we'll talk about in the next movie, too. Surprisingly, that's an issue with them on the next <laughs> movie, too, by the way. Uh, but the E and O carrier didn't approve of the filmmakers having already shot the board and they had to put up $50,000 bond to prevent any potential litigation. <gasps> Though there was no lawsuit, Jostin stated that they should have been cleared before they started filming it, which, of course, agreed. You should always get it cleared. Don't go out there and start using Coca-Cola cans in your fucking movies, guys. You know (laughs) what I mean? It's just a terrible idea. (laughs) They received the insurance um, to change the title to Witchboard and were allowed to pay the bond, as well as to integrate the early board footage with the new board footage. That was at the dock when they were doing the... Oh, yeah. they, they whipped out the different That was one? the new one. Oh. Yeah, that was the one that they were going to use. But the filmmakers were divided about the title change, and many preferred Ouija, obviously, while the other felt Witchboard was a cooler title. It is. I think it's kind of a cooler title. Right. But, you know, you got Ouija, Ouija Origins, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So Yeah, now you do. Right. You know. But they, they stopped making Ouija boards of the... What's it called? Parker Brothers? Yeah, Parker Brothers. Really? Pretty sure they stopped making them. Huh. I wonder if their like, licensing is up or something. And they were just like, go ahead, make your fucking witchboard crazy shit, you right. fucking weirdos. <laughs> no one ever won the game anyway. <laughs> People complained about it. They had, to, <laughs> no, they had to stop making them because all these fucking demons yeah. and shit were like, running them up. What did you do? You gave us a fucking toy board and my fucking house has been turned upside down. My child's organs are spread across the wall. <laughs> I'm going to sue you assholes. <laughs> Bringing in demon talking phones on my fucking tables. <laughs> I wonder if they've ever gotten sued. Anyway, okay. I'm, I'm sure they have probably had some pretty wild uh, emails or letters and things over the years because of it. I'm going to ha- I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> I know, <Side> right? <laughs> My son played your fucking Ouija board game. And, and now he, he's possessed. And now there's shit all over the walls. He's fucking nailed cats to the ceiling and he's fucking playing ping pong ball with his daddy's balls. <laughs> <laughs> P.S. I'll never buy you another board again. <laughs> Sign Martha. anyway so the house in the film was a popular filming location that's been used in a lot of different movies i knew it two such movies are waxwork from 1988 and the popular willard movie from 1971 Hmm. it's a lost you know la home that Mm -hmm. they actually have since retired as a filming location it was at 637 well i probably shouldn't say it (laughs) 
Well, I'm sure you can look it up. Well, on- I'm sure it's on like the star maps oh, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Totally. You know, it's, it's off Lucerne Boulevard, which some people have experienced some pretty strange things on set when they were <gasps> shooting there. Oh my god, it's haunted. Yeah, this is the fucking Ouija board. It may be. Who knows? They fucking brought demons there, there was for this shit fucking all over movie. the walls. They were spelling poop Nazi <laughs> on the fucking wall. <laughs> They would, there was in Shiza videos you in the fucking what? living room. This is exactly why, like, I won't have Ouija boards. <laughs> I don't know. I thought about that, too. I was like, no, I'm, we well, have I, it out in the living room. No, I took it down. Oh, I played with it and put it under oh, the couch. Oh, shut up. No, you did it. Yeah, I did. I, I put it with an egg <laughs> yeah. and some flour. Uh-huh. Yeah. To, put some salt around it to I keep it I put it under your bed. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I, they, they had some funny things happen. Like, some of the crew kept bumping into things that weren't there. As well as things that have moved that no one else could have been around during when it happened. Did doors open on their own? I don't know. I'm just kidding. Sorry. I wasn't there. I didn't walk on the set. What am I, fucking 90? Did the lights go out? (laughs) Anyway, Wagner especially felt a strong presence at the staircase where someone was walking behind him. And there were numerous occurrences where the cast and crew heard whispering and talking in that house. What? Yeah. So. That bitch is haunted you need you're gonna to, all, everyone's gonna die you need to sage that shit <laughs> they also have tawny katane i think that's how we say her name we figured I think so it's, that sounds like it she made the this movie first and then made a white snake music video while the film was in post-production so while they were making it and both were released around the exact same time uh-huh. so the music video not only made her famous it right. helped drive sales for the witchboard movie Right. Good for her. Because White Snake was huge at that time. Huge. Was that the one? One of them, she's like dancing on a car and shit. You want to know which song it was? Sing it to me, baby. Here I go again on my own. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to get fucking struck (laughs) by the copyright demon. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it's from uh, 87. uh, Here I go again on my own. And she's the love interest in the B-roll footage in the the video while they're all jamming out. Uh Uh-huh. And he's, she's the one that he's getting over, you know? Right. But she's like, you know, like dancing on a car, humping it, doing weird shit, hanging out of the car, acting like an idiot. But yeah, she got really popular in that video and that, you know, just wild shit. Right. And then she was in like six other White Snake videos. Probably, yeah. I, I, I just know that that was the one that catapulted her career in, mm-hmm. in general. On set, they had a lot of running gags that, you know, mostly was Wagner involved in and one it had her that she <laughs> she had a poodle and they made her believe that the truck ran over its head <gasps> and so she, i'm sure she didn't believe it but she said that it got accidentally run over by the props truck but she was relieved to find that the dog was safe <laughs> and it was only a gag prop with the same type of white hair that's horrible yeah i would fucking kill somebody even i if know that was a joke. Dude. i would kill you that's a little far right? you think that's far listen to this they had other gags where they were like tipping people over the in the outhouses ew like logs of shit and piss why come on you, dude that's stupid why would you do that you have to stand there and work with them all day smelling like that you're stupid and they used to prank her by using a fake name or something to say that oj was coming to visit her oh, oh this she was dated be- him oh shit yeah they were dating for quite a while oj simpson and i'd say she pretty much dodged a knife on that one because she actually was dating him for a while you Holy know what i mean shit. Maybe, maybe, never mind. I'm not going to say anything. Oh, he did that shit. Oh, I know. 
It's weird thinking back to then, right? Yeah. You got Cosby, you got OJ, like all these like beloved people that we used to, that we grew up with that were like, oh my God. And now that turns out they're probably possessed by demons. Yes, that's why it was this movie. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, (laughs) They talk about a character in the movie called Malfitor, who, which means evildoer in Portuguese. Uh That's a real thing. That's actually. Oh, it is. Yeah. So they did research on that, I guess. Not very hard research, but it's in there. But yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. So, but we do have some pretty funny scenes that we could talk about. I got some like trivia tucked in there uh, that we'll bring up. Did you have anything written off the bunch off the bat here? As my favorite scenes? Well, you know what we should do? We should probably talk about the relationship between her ex-boyfriend and her current boyfriend that you were talking about. Right. In the beginning, they're at this party and she's sitting on the couch next to the blonde guy and he has the Ouija board. Right. She's all cuddly cozy like she's with him. Like, Yeah. And then him and the other guy, they're going back and forth like he's like making fun of him because of his Ouija board and blah blah blah. They were having a conversation. They got in an argument. Jim goes into the kitchen. She follows right and she tells him that oh i love you oh i love you like towards the end of whatever their conversation is Mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's really confusing and then after i know i'm skipping over a bunch of stuff but after the whole party incident then she's in bed with the blonde guy the guy with the ouija board right this is what i was going to tell you so after she's all cuddly cozy with that branding guy on the couch or whatever he leaves because he's pissed off the guy makes fun of his father he's like oh just like your father drinking again you're just gonna go get a drink huh (laughs) you fucking that's pretty fucked up to say yeah it is uh and she consoles him in the kitchen as he's drinking jack like heavily and she's like i love you and he's like i know Like, he doesn't give a shit or whatever. But all these old movies, it's like this ex-guy, and the girl's all cozy, cuddly with them. Like, that's a trope from back in the day. Is it really? Yeah, like, they're not afraid to, like, show, you know, they're, you know, be cuddly. And I'm like, I don't think you would ever do something like that. No, I think it's disrespectful. Right. To your partner. See, that's what you need, guys. And anybody in a significant relationship, (laughs) you should be okay with that. Like, if they're doing that, then clearly you're not worried about it. But I'm just saying, like, it seems weird, doesn't it? It uh, it seems weird to me. So she is in bed with Brandon. No, she's never slept with Brandon, but in the past. Okay, I did. Okay, so do you want me to explain it to you? Let me just explain it to you so we can move forward. All these white guys look the same. (laughs) Oh, my God. So... Brandon and her hooked up years ago when they were little kids or when. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, me start that again. Brandon and her hooked up while Jim was in college for fucking medic, medical school. <gasps> oh, now I all of a sudden remember the conversation. Brandon was working for his father who owns the wine company and met her and they hooked up and it didn't work out. And then they broke up. And then when Jim came back from school, from medical school, because he decided he didn't want to be a fucking medical guy and he'd rather be a construction worker, he decided to, you know, go and then he met her. And then Brandon could never forgive her or him for doing that. And he loved her and he still does. That's why he went to their party. I guess. Yeah, because they remain friends and she probably felt bad for him. Because it's healthy. That All only right. 20 years later, she's, he's still pining over her. And now, you're going to fuck up, with his head. Yeah. So let's talk about the spirit David that they contact on the Ouija board. <laughs> oh, we can talk about that now. Okay. Yeah, let's like get down to the back to the Ouija. Well, first of all, why is some, some rich corporate guy fucking channeling a child of eight years old <laughs> through a fucking Ouija board? 
Now, did they know this kid? They knew this kid. I don't know. He had talked about, like, and, and why did he bring the Ouija board? Isn't it kind of weird that... Maybe he wanted her to get possessed because... It was all he, his ploy. He was, uh, he was mad. He was mad at them. So he's like, oh, I'm going to bring this Ouija board. I'm going to leave it here. <laughs> and that way she'll get all obsessed about it and then obsessed and then possession. That's a long game he's playing there. You know, mm-hmm. 30 years. Apparently the child had died 30 years ago, by the way. And David, you know, was contacting him, but he was like, made it very clear that at any time that you're talking to spirits, sometimes they'll lie to you. And that's like the biggest thing. It's like they're teaching you the rules as they're going along. And it's just kind of obviously not, you know, it's like, right. oh, well, that'll lead to something, you know, clearly. Right. Um, the, but the board jumps, scaring everyone because Jim has been fucking talking shit to the spirit. He's like, oh, yeah, David. <laughs> Oh, yeah? What are you going to do? You're going to have your spirit fingers touch me and freak me out? What is an eight-year-old going to do, bitch? You know, pretty much. And then David freaks out, flips the fucking board, goes out and pops fucking Brandon's fucking, what was it? What kind of car was it? A Cobra? Oh, yeah, the tire. It was a Cobra. Yeah, it was a red Cobra. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, what the fuck? Who the fuck did this? Yeah, which the guy looks outside to see that his tire's flat, but when they go outside, the house is at an angle that there's no way that he could tell (laughs) that the the guy's tire was popped to begin with, and they go out there and get into a fight because a ghost popped the tire. (laughs) Like, really, dog? <laughs> I mean, even I, who may believe in ghosts, would never go that far as to fucking right. say, that's too much. Of course, by the way, Jim's girlfriend's mad because you know that trope, mm-hmm. you know? She's like, why would you start shit with him? And he's like, oh, she's like, you promised you wouldn't start shit with him. He's like, I kept my promise, too. <laughs> she's like, what do you mean? He's like, I never started it. He started it. She's like, w- w- yeah, but you just need a da-da-da. He's like, what you want me to do? Just take it? <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible. Can I point out the waterbed? I mean, the motherfucker called his dad a drunk three fucking times. Right. Like That's kind of personal, right? Totally. Anyway, what? Oh, I was going to say, can I point out the waterbed? Because you don't see that shit no more. I saw it, yeah, yeah. Well, that was popular in those days, I guess. It was really po- I had a waterbed. Did you have a waterbed? No, my friend did. I thought it was uncomfortable. It, I always wet the bed. I, they had to give me a regular bed. You wet the bed? <laughs> yeah, I wet the waterbed because it made me pee. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? Did you just... Anyway. Cool. Christina, wet the bed, guys. Mark it down. I was a kid. The fuck? You were 18, Christina. I was not. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, in 1988, no, I was not. Okay, go ahead. Anyway. Next, she'll tell us about one of her logging challenges. So the net, So then they're on the construction site <laughs> with his friend, okay? And you took a shit when you were a and kid on a construction li- site? And he lost his hammer, which was weird because for some reason this hammer is an axe. Uh-huh, and you took a shit on a, on a drywall tablet thingy? It was the demons. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, guys. Yes, there was that part where he loses his axe, and then his buddy fucking throws it at him. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Well, not, not his axe. It's like a hammer axe. He's like, where's my hammer? And he's like, yeah. he's like, God damn it, I have it around here somewhere. And literally inches from his face, right. his An buddy- axe throws his fucking hammer axe and it sticks to the wall inches from his face and he's like holy shit you could have fucking killed me i'm like yeah no shit you could have what the fuck (laughs) but his buddy's like and what so you come back as a ghost and flatten my tires and stuff (laughs) and stuff (laughs) 
He said that twice, too. Right. <laughs> it's funny because that guy is one that was in the movie. Yeah, he's going to be. Yeah, Alex had a good eye and caught that. I caught that right away. In the next movie, yeah. Anyway, they did that shot with reverse photography. Oh, wow. Originally, they were going to literally throw it at the fucking pole. <laughs> that was their what original if, plan. What if they would have missed? Yeah, Jim's dead. They're like, we need a new gym. Can you go down to the fucking uh, hiring office and get a new gym for me? This one doesn't look as good. Yeah, but if he gets hit in the face, it won't really matter. <laughs> anyway, but back uh, at the house, Linda... She gets home and Brandon forgot his Ouija board, so she decides to have a little David eight-year-old sesh talk to David by herself, which is always a good idea, by the way. And it looks like he's on the Ouija net at the time, <laughs> so he was there. <laughs> High-speed Ouija net. I think they got like three megabits per second back then. But she tells him she's pregnant. And she tells him that she wants him to reincarnate into her baby. Like, what the fuck? It reminds me of- You just met this eight-year-old dead kid, and you're going to fucking make her go into your baby? How did this kid die? Like, And when does the soul begin? (laughs) (laughs) Is this an abortion thing we're getting into here? But I wouldn't want my fucking reincarnated fucking uh, spirit- to enter my baby's soul. But that's how all babies are. <laughs> that's how they're all born. That's how they're all born. There's a bunch of ghost babies floating around, sometimes yeah, old just men. Just waiting, just waiting for just, that fucking. It's like reverse Benjamin off. Button. They just come on up. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, is it? Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't know how that I works. I didn't see it. Okay, well, you, never mind. I don't know. I just thought that was weird. Like, like who the fuck does that? I would like you, it, t- David. I know I just met you, and I know that you have a temper and and might end up killing people later in the movie. But would you like to come into my tummy? Would you like to enter my baby's soul and throw it out into the wilderness, into the spectral planes where babies was, go and they die? It is a different concept, though. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I thought it was. I thought it was a good concept anyway back at the construction tonight jim and his buddy are having a having lunch under like this scaffolding and jim tells his buddy that brandon and him used to be good buddies and that he thinks linda stole you know the whole thing that i just mentioned to you earlier mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he's like but i never even knew that that they were together before that you know some best friend he was didn't even know anyway <laughs> goes back to Linda. Linda's talking to David. She's like, David, where did you go? And then it goes back to the construction site where they find Jim's hammer axe, you know, hanging out above. A scaffolding. Yeah, on the scaffolding, it's like sheetrock, piles of sheetrock that are like drywall, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And like a bunch of it just falls <laughs> on his buddy Lloyd. And then he's just a bloody mess. Dude, that was some funny shit when I (laughs) saw that happening. I was laughing my ass off. And it turns out that, like, some of the actors on set did, too. So they had to redo it a bunch of times. Yeah, because the scene was cut repeatedly, mostly due to Quinn. His comedic personality on set kept making Alan laugh. Oh, shit. So Quinn wasn't really under, you know, the sheetrock. He was off camera. Right. You know what I mean? And since, you know, the dummy like flips its legs up a little bit, you know, <laughs> he kept laughing hysterically. And so it would make fucking Alan laugh, you know, in the shot. <laughs> I thought that was funny though. This is the other thing. This is weird. So Jim comes home early because his friend's dead. He watched him die in front of her. 
And he's just leaning in the doorway of the bathroom and she's like getting a ring out of the fucking thing because David told her she lost her ring in there, kind of trying to get her under, you know, on her good side. Mm -hmm. You know, even though she already offered him to be in her baby's soul, like to kick out her baby's soul and put put him in there, you know, just kick her baby's soul to the curb. (laughs) (laughs) But she's like, he's like talking to her and she's like, Jesus fucking Christ, don't fucking scare me. And he's like, whoa, he's like, you cussing. It's too much. And I thought he was being serious. And he was like, what he was making a joke that she never even says more than gosh and darn or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. But it's meant to to let you know that she's getting possessed. But really, she's just pregnant. Right. Same thing. She told David she's pregnant. She didn't tell him. And he doesn't even tell her that that his friend died. It takes like five, ten minutes before he finally devolves or tells her that she's dead. Didn't she get morning sickness in that scene? And they uh, talked about that. That was earlier in this another scene, but oh. yeah. And then at the funeral of Lloyd's thing, the, the this police officer, this lieutenant, detective, whatever, he loves magic, and he's just constantly talking about magic. And he's like, you know what I like more than magic is just figuring out how they did the trick. He's like, this isn't about magic, is it, lieutenant? <laughs> it's like you were at the site. You were the only one there. Did you kill your friend? You know, that kind of bullshit, that whole fucking trope. Yeah, at the fucking funeral. Yeah. <laughs> like, really, like, yeah. they haven't even put thrown dirt on his fucking uh, coffin yet. You right. know what I mean? He's, he's creeping up, the lieutenant's creeping up behind yeah. him. So did you murder your friend? Slinking around with some fucking ribbons and fucking cloth and doing tricks and shit, <laughs> doing cartwheels like a fucking clown. Figures. <laughs> fucking cops. <laughs> anyway, Linda suspects David did it. And even ask Brandon about it. She keeps screaming at Jim because, you know, she's been having outbursts, just cussing at Jim. And that night she dreams of a coffin in the house with the board on top, <laughs> like the, the witch board. That was weird. Ouija board. Ouija. But she tells David on one last session that she's giving back the board to Brandon. And he's like, no, no. And then she goes into the kitchen and a knife comes off the fucking rack. <laughs> and let me point out, that was a magnetic fucking strip. Right. I was thinking about that, too, because we talked about that in one of the other movies. Yeah, uh, but it was so stupid because it comes flying off that thing and then it hits a bottle of ketchup. No, I don't know what that was. It was yeah, supposed was to, like, like, what? Trying to scare her that she's going to die. And it, it, it works. It scares the shit out of her. So she runs right. and she can't get out and she just screams and her <laughs> like it's like that zoom out shot. Right. I don't know how they did that back then. See, but that was a good shot. See, another good shot. Yeah, you know how much that shot probably cost them? Like over 10 grand. Wow. Or I don't know how much back then, but probably a couple thousand dollars. Uh Uh-huh. They had to do a helicopter or like really large crane shot. Why didn't they just use a droid? A drone. I was like, what? A drone, not a droid. Android phone? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Just chuck it up in the air? (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) This is the part where I got really fucking weirded out because it was like Brandon comes to the Jim's construction site and asks about Linda and how she's been acting strange lately. Like, like how Jim says, nausea, tense, mood swings. And Jim, has she been swearing? (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, what is it with you people? And the fucking cussing, man. Like, let it go. All right. People cuss. Uh, And she's like, how did you know? Jim's like, how did the fuck did you know? And he's like, come on. He's like, he tells Jim that the the board, it's it's called progressive entrapment by the spirit. And Jim's like, so what you're telling me is that Linda is possessed and I'm living with Linda Blair from The Exorcist. <laughs> That's what literally what he says. Yeah. And he's like, God damn it, Jim, I'm serious. 
face. God He's damn really it, mad. God damn it, Jim. I'm giving her all she's got. <laughs> And then he's like, I know, look at you. <laughs> he's always throwing jokes in, which is kind of funny. Yeah, it was funny. Because he, Brandon looks like he's pissed, like really mad. And Brandon's like, how do you think I knew all her symptoms, man? He's like, it's the same symptoms of pregnancy. That's why. <laughs> and it's like, oh, God. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he gets a call and something about Linda and his fucking landlord. And so Brandon immediately incites, invites Zarabeth a fucking spirit medium over who's pretty cool you want to talk about her oh she was pretty cool i only she was a little annoying and she kept making oh it's just some psychic jokes yeah she keeps making that's a little psychic humor humor. (laughs) it was funny i i still think she's cool though like i I, when i I think when i was a kid i was like yeah i could see like as a kid i probably that would have been my favorite part of the right she's making a statement man i like it man she's like really (laughs) like rainbow bright on acid bro (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I just don't like how they in movies, especially in the eighties, how they take the medium, the psychic medium, and they make them just be look crazy. Right. Well, they wanted him. I think they wanted to do that in order for when she does the seance to be so serious. So it's a contrast. So in order for you to know the seriousness of the seance that they do directly after, she has to be super serial, like silly. Right. So that you know that she's not, this isn't a joke. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so they do this seance. Candle lights up like a fucking blowtorch. Right. <laughs> Cans. A pie. Oh, by the way, some of the greatest <laughs> decor I've ever seen for a 40 year old to have in their house right. is, is, is just a tower of fucking beer, beer cans. cans. But you know, it was just there so we could get knocked over. Right. Like, like they were the like, what reason. can we knock over that doesn't cost much and we don't have to clean right. up so much? beer cans man oh yeah they were all drinking on set and they were yeah, like, well, like oh, we'll, just- we'll just see we'll just build a town we'll just build a castle <laughs> we'll build a beer castle so anyway she goes home she gets fucking chased up the stair by the fucking creature because she's told brandon on the drive home that the zarabeth medium chick that that she's felt a stronger presence than what an eight-year-old would be like she was like he must be taking some vitamins or some shit he's fucking crazy <laughs> She, go- good. she goes upstairs and fucking the David fucking pushes her out a window and she falls on a goddamn sundial. sundial. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, it looks like it's fucking dead o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's pretty funny. I mean, that's what a sundial is. It tells you what time it is. Right, right. right. Anyway, it looks like it's going to be a long winter uh, for fucking Azarabeth. <laughs> Oh my God. Winter is coming, God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Brandon rushes to help Linda and Jim because he still has the goddamn Ouija board. Some fucking Linda, reason. Linda tricked him into giving it back, saying that she gave it back, but she actually stole it. She just yeah kept it. And then he's like, I got to go to Big Bear where David died because he died in Big Bear on some boat accident or some shit like that. <laughs> and he's like, I got to figure it out. He's like, you're crazy, man. You're crazy. But I I respect the hell out of you. You know, it's just stupid. Stupid. And then all of a sudden after Brandon leaves, Linda gets possessed and she's doing the worst, you know, possession thrown around the wall. Right. And and <laughs> fucking Jim's like, Linda, wake up. Linda, wake up. <laughs> 
And everybody walks in from the neighbors. They're like, is everything all right? And I'm like, instantly, they're like, he beat the shit out of her. Right. You know, she's got a concussion. She goes to the hospital. Right. The lieutenant's like been watching him out his window and shit, like eyeballing him. He goes to Big Bear to escape Mm -hmm. because he knows he's going to get in trouble for fucking domestic abuse. Right. (laughs) But she goes to the hospital. She's knocked out. She leaves him and goes with Brandon to the fucking dock to go fucking summon the spirit of David. And they don't need to put the board on their legs because... Now they're so close to the spirit, it doesn't need it. And then they're on the dock and they start doing the, not seance, but they start using the board, right? And then the spirit gets angry and knocks over a bunch of... Oh, barrels? Yeah, a bunch of barrels. Barrels? Yeah, empty barrels and they go flying into the water. Right, which which knocks over and knocks out Jim on the deck and knocks Mm -hmm. fucking Brandon into the water. Brandon gets out of the water. Oh, he gets axed in the face. That's That's right. right. Yeah, he got axed in the face. By the, the fucking... Guy Malfiorte or whatever the fuck right. his name, the Portuguese name, the evil one. Who came in through David or some bullshit. Yeah, somehow he can manifest in front of him now. And Linda's having dreams about, like, decapitating heads and shit. <laughs> like- <laughs> That's right, yeah. Jim wakes up on the dock and he's like, uh, Brandon? Where are you at, buddy? And then all of a sudden, like, dead Brandon reaches up out of the water to <laughs> grab his shirt. Like, what? I think that was just an accident. How does that even make sense? Well... Jim was pulling him up, so his arm just must have twitched. I don't know. That's really weird, though. I don't know. Whatever he did, he did. Yeah, he's like, you could see the cut on his face and like where the axe like cut his face. And of course, it's Jim's axe where he's like, oh, my God, Brandon, you're dead. (laughs) And like throughout the whole movie, Brandon has been telling everybody that that Jim is incapable of love. So it's like this whole dynamic where Jim's a sociopath. And he even has, like, even when they go out to Big Bear, they stop along some place before they get to the dock and all that mm-hmm. and make friends and laugh about shit. And he's like, man, the truth is, is I wish I could feel. And sometimes I feel like I should leave her before I hurt her because I don't know how I, how to feel. I think I'm a sociopath, fucking Brandon. And then when Brandon's dead, he cries because he tells him he's never cried. And then he cries because Brandon's dead. And I'm like, yeah, no, he cried because Brandon's dead and he's going to get blamed for it because two other people have died. Yeah, that's like, why he's crying. That's no, why he's but crying. it's not, that's not what they were supposed to be doing. You're just being it a jerk. It didn't work. It didn't work. He, for the first time, cries and actually has an emotion proving that Jim is not a heartless, cold, iced, vain piece of shit that he is. He's a piece of shit. Right. <laughs> so it was like, that was real love. He knew what real love was at that moment. Anyway, stupid. It's the hugest (laughs) eye roll that I've ever had. My eyes still hurt today from having (laughs) rolled so hard. He goes to a tarot store, asks about the Malthezor or whatever, and the lady tells him about how this house, he got killed at this house by the cops, and she's like, yeah, this is the house, and it's like, oh, it's yours. Oh. (laughs) Whoops. Looks like you murdered. Looks like you moved into the murder house. (laughs) But Jim goes back to help Linda, and she's full-on possessed, swinging an axe, and all over the, like, wrecking everything in the house. Even the cop shows up and gets knocked the fuck out. (laughs) And possessed Linda says, "Uh, you're the portal, you know, or something like that. Mm -hmm. I tormented you, not her. She tells him to kill himself because that's the only way to do it, because she's trying to manipulate him, and he ends up shooting the Ouija board instead. In this fantastical visual effects that they spin the board around. And it's like, and then everything was fine. Right. 
And then she she runs at him and bumps into him and pushes him out the window as she's dying or whatever and being mm-hmm. unpossessed. And he falls out the window in this slow motion shot that they did on a crane. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh! That was a cool shot. It I like cool that shot. shot. They actually used a shot like that in Nine of the Demons, too. Yeah, probably sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. So I That really stood out for me, was him falling out the... And then he survives. His neck's in a brace, and they're getting married. Neat. Why wouldn't he get arrested? Like, I don't understand. Right. Like, he should have Well, I think the cop can vouch for him now, because he got attacked by the demon. Did the cop die, though? No, he just got knocked out. Oh, he just got knocked out? Yeah. And then they cue the music from Steel Breeze, called Bump in the Night. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of reminds me of the fucking Critter song, like... You should do a remake, it's the, babe. The power of the night. Streets are burning. Children of the night. No, you've ruined it. Oh, good. <laughs> you ruined everything. Onward and upward. Anyway, so we do have another movie that we're going to be talking about by Dave, uh, Kevin Tenney. Yes. And this one is... Night of the Demons. From That's right. 1988. Eight. And I did the work on this one, so... You did a lot of work. Love to hear what you guys think of the other one, though. Just let us know So what you thought, and if you agree with us on some of the stuff that was in that movie. I know that was a, kind of a long-winded thing to talk about, but... We had to. It's S-Big, man. We got to yeah. go do the whole fucking thing. It was good. So, Night of the Demons is about ten teenagers partying in an abandoned funeral parlor on Halloween night when an evil force awakens... Demonic spirits keep them from leaving and turn their gathering into a living hell. <laughs> Why can't I get those sound effects? Ah, you gotta work for it. Oh! The tagline of this movie is, Angela's having a party. Jason and Freddy are too scared to come. <laughs> but you'll have a hell of a time. Jason and Freddy, like, Friday the 13th and Nightmare yes. on Elm Street? Oh, my God. Clearly. I like no, it. It was like just it. some random dude named Freddy and... <laughs> Jason. Uh, Jason, Shut yeah. Up, fuck you. You know, Freddy and Jason. Everybody knows Freddy and Jason. You know, the guy that fucking... He does the thing with the yo-yo. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then... You, know, you can't go to sleep when he's around. No, 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 no. Not that one. That's the wrong one. It's just Jason. <laughs> he works at Target. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that was kind of mean. I'm, I'm fucking around. You, you just gave me. me material. Just ride it. You know what I mean? Come on. Anyway, we already know that Kevin Tenney directed this movie, but it was written by Joe Augustine, who did writing on Night Angel, Night of the Demons 2, screenplay and story, plus an earlier screenplay on the remake with Edward Furlong, which I haven't seen in a long time. Of Night of the Demons. I heard it was not good, but I want to see it because it's not good. It, it's been a long time since I have seen it, so I would like to revisit mm-hmm. it again. I'm, I'm sure I'll be disappointed, but maybe not. Hopefully not. Uh, some of the cast in this movie is Hal Havens, who played Stooge. He was in Sorority Babes and Slime Bowl Arama, Slime Ball Bowl Arama, Witch Trap. He even did four episodes on Mad TV, believe it or not. And he was in comedy movie called Life with Martin Lawrence and a few others. That witch trap, witch trap movie again. Yeah. And a couple of episodes of Fear of the Walking Dead as a guy named Hal. <gasps> oh. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So I was like, I haven't seen that show okay. in forever. I know, but I totally remember. Also, we got Donnie Jeffcoat, who played Billy, the little brother. He was in Ghoulies 2, by the way. That was more notably the one that I thought about. Also has Allison Barron, who played Helen. She had a bit part on the bus in uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street 2, very opening beginning movie. 
mm-hmm. Bloody Nasty from 1989, Fear, The Haunted, and a couple of Married with Children episodes. Also has Alvin Alex, who plays Roger. He was in the movie The Wiz, Isaac Asimov's Robots, and a few more. Funny fact about him is, is he was one of the first people to break the trope of all black people die first. Right. That's and part awesome. of why he was super interested in the role. Mm-hmm. Another fun fact about him that I'll tell you right now, just up front, because I think it's interesting. He was deciding to quit acting and go back to New York where he lived the moment he got a phone call. He had already bought a plane ticket and it was either, do I waste my money wasting the plane ticket and go for this shot and lose everything I have and not be able to get to where I need to go or try out? And he tried out and, and he, he, got, he got the part. That's awesome. Right. Also stars Billy Gallo, who plays Sal. He was in Pretty Woman, a regular on Who's the Boss as Al, Soldier of Fortune, Crash, Days of Our Lives, and more. Also stars Kathy Potowell, who plays Judy. She was on Growing Pains for two episodes. Beverly Hill Bratz, Dallas, uh, as many different characters, by the way, for 60 episodes. Hmm. I wonder if she did like multiple personalities. I don't know. That's what I was wondering. Also has Lance Fenton, who plays Jay. Who, by the way, did you recognize him? No. He was in Heathers. I love my dead guy, son. Oh. He was one of those guys that got a lord out into the woods. Oh. that's wh- In oh, the movie. Okay. I haven't seen that forever. Yeah, he was one of the, like, meathead jocks. Oh, okay. Um, But he was also in the New Gidge TV show also. It also stars none other than screen queen Linnea Quigley, who plays Suzanne. Obviously, she was in Return of the Living Dead, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Graduation Day, Tourist Trap, Creepazoids, Sorority Babes, and Slime Bowl, Bullorama, Hollywood Chainsaw, Hookers, Dead Heat, Blood Nasty, The Guy We're Innocent, Blood, Pumpkinhead 2, Jacko, and fuck, she's just been in everything. She was even in a fucking bit role in the movie Phantoms, which I really like, uh, mm-hmm. which is the Dean Koontz movie. Dean Koontz book turn movie. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, she was in. She was one of the people that died in Room Two Hundred Four or something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she's been in a ton of stuff. I'll stop. Good. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> also stars James W. Quinn, who is the clerk in this movie, who was also Lloyd in Wishboard, who died. Mm-hmm. He did every single one of the demon voices in this movie. Oh, he did. Yes. Wow. So I thought it'd be worth bringing him up again. Yeah. Again. Right. Uh, also stars Amelia Kincaid. She's also known as Mimi to her close friends. She played Angela, and she was in Night of the Demons 1 through 3, Break into Electric Boogaloo, My Best Friend is a Vampire, and The Young and the Restless. She stopped acting after Demons 3, Night of the Demons 3. Mm-hmm. She was also in Stray Cat's music video called Sexy in 17, and that's how she got this role. Oh. Because she almost got turned down. Because the other guy wanted this certain look, the Tenny wanted a certain look, and he confessed it to her years later. Oh, okay. And he's like, I'm sorry, I almost picked somebody that wasn't a dancer. And she was. Oh. And during that time, dancing was very big for people who were dancers. Because right. Flash Dance had come out. Right. It was a TV show as well. It was a big right. thing. So she was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> It also stars Jill Tereshita, who plays Franny. She was in Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland, Why Me, and a few other things. Plus, Philip Tanzini, who was kind of a jokester on the set, named Max in the movie. He was in The Sunshine Boys, a few TV shows throughout his career, including General Hospital. And then he started doing a lot of voice actor work for games and animated TV shows. Mm -hmm. Some of the special effects makeup was by Steven Johnson who uh, also did Nightmare on Elm Street 4, Leviathan, Necronomicon, The Dentist, and American Werewolf in London, Videodrome. 
Big Trouble in Little China, Return of the Living Dead, and plenty more. Oh, that explains why it was so awesome. Mm-hmm. Actually, him and Linnea Quigley got married after this movie. <gasps> really? For two years, then got divorced. Oh. <laughs> this movie was produced with $1.2 million. It had a debut in Detroit and in New York City at Thanksgiving and earned $3.1 million holding screens. Wow. On those just a few screens. Oh, wow. That's so good. So it did really well. They right. say that had it opened the, the film nationwide, that they would have gotten oh, $13 million a minimum right. in the opening weekend, which would have ranked in among the top grossing horror films of its decade. Mm-hmm. So in a way, this is, we're talking, this is a big budget movie. Right. You know, would have been a really big success. It's done so well. Mm -hmm. But what did you think about it, Christina? Again, I, yes, it was done really well. I can't believe I've never seen this. I, I know. know I'm what. surprised too. I, I think I get this one and Demons confused. I don't mm -hmm. know why. I love Demons. I've seen it like a million times. But I don't, I don't know why. I, I, I've seen scenes of this movie, but I just never pieced it together that I haven't seen it as a whole. Okay. But the special effects was like awesome. Totally right. stands out. You see why it's a cult classic film. Sure. Um, I like the plot. It was really simple. It was straight to the point. And the music was really good in it. Like everything just flowed really well in this there were like parts toward this the ends where it seemed kind of falling apart a little bit well yeah it was like dragged out when they were like running through the house and whatnot mm -hmm. not spoiling anything but i i'm glad we own this movie i'll watch this movie again it's a good halloween movie oh I'd it's say. totally a good halloween movie and it's on halloween right like so it is a halloween movie he has a pumpkin on top of his fucking car like at the beginning of the movie it's awesome well they're going to a halloween party but anyway i gave it a seven out of ten really okay yes. I think it's bigger than that. Oh. I think it's a better movie than that. Yeah. I think it's a minimum of an eight. Oh, I'll just okay. say that right up front. Okay. This is a classic for me. I'd say 8.5 pretty much is solid 8.5. It's almost a nine because it's so classic. Right. Like to me, like it's really hard to decide that because, you know, I've seen it so many times now. So it's like nothing's shocking or surprising to me anymore. But you said we were watching it, though, that you caught some stuff that you were like, wait, what? Like when they were talking at the dialogue and stuff? Yeah, there were some things that I caught that I wasn't, you know, that because this is a movie that is so straightforward that you don't really need to know. Right. The like stuff that goes on in it. It's just so straightforward because it's a straightforward horror movie. And that's why I think it works. Right. Is because it's not that it's stupid or anything like that. It just knows horror. It's teenagers going to a party. Right. Teenagers going to a house in the middle of nowhere right demons right sit possessed house i mean what more do you need I, like i miss movies like this mm -hmm. like i wish they would make more movies like this it's a good trope you know what i mean i mean there isn't many movies that are like this anymore you know like how many movies do you get to see where it's like this all the way out in the middle of the thing and all these demons come out and get them this is just wild it's very physical right um, and for not having the technology to do CGI or any of that, all of that is in camera. Right. Which is it's, even more talent. Right. And the shots are like way better in this than. Oh, you could tell Tenny oh. did a really good job yeah, on this. Really good. This movie is one of the staples of demon horror movies for me. And it's one of the, that is great to watch on Halloween. There's gore, there's laughs, there's goth and so much more. Mm -hmm. Like it's very aesthetically pleasing from the era too. You can tell it definitely wanted to be a kind of Return of the Living Dead type movie. 
with the, the punk like sort of familiar aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I loved all the different characters. They, you know, barring a few lesser used characters that are kind of eh. Right. But they have that, you know, like I said, that 80s punk thing going for it mixed with some of the straights, you know, some of the straight boys like, These you know. Jock types. I think it makes it great when you have all these like gothic freaks in there and shit, mm-hmm. you know. I think it's always interesting, which another movie that I would compare this to and I think if you guys have seen this movie and you like it and you can clearly tell this movie called The Convent took beats from this movie to make a movie kind of like it that's also funny oh. and like it's called The Convent and it's it's got Coolio as a police officer which is kind of silly. <gasps> that movie yeah but it's really good and if you like night of the demons you should definitely watch the convent it's up on i think it's on prime as well have you reviewed that i think we did once yes patrick and i but it's been a while so maybe we could but either way we can watch it either way it doesn't matter um the makeup effects in this is really great too you got a lot of like yellow-eyed sharp tooth long-nailed demons that look burned and fucked up all over the place wreaking havoc and all the different people in the movie there's a large cast so a lot of people die which is great <laughs> it's unique gore too and and fucking weird mm-hmm. as shit at times one particular scene involving a tube of lipstick that you will never forget nor did i as a child as you guys heard earlier no spoilers, don't worry. Uh, it also has sort of a, like I mentioned, the Sam Raimi feel to it as well, because I feel like definitely he was inspired by Sam Raimi. Some of the shots with the the the, the glass on the ground or the right. like spinning camera shot, the like pot smoking that 70s show kind of spinning camera. Right. That was all cool. I think it adds to the film. I think it makes it more of a live living kind of creature film you know in a way like demons like something lurking and then in the dark that sam raimi was really good at bringing you know a character to the camera as an additional character in the movie which Mm -hmm. is awesome Mm -hmm. um even if it borrows it's still great i don't give a fuck because i mean like if you think about it like just because he did it doesn't mean you can't Mm -hmm. he just opened up the the idea of people using the camera that way more free you know open so, right. but if you are a demon fan and you haven't seen this movie, you, you have been depriving yourself of a really good time. I'd say watch it. Go back to the old spook house days of demons and possessed houses that we used to love. I, like I said, 8.5 for me. I think that's solid. Maybe even a nine for other people. It could be. There are flaws in it, but it's still a classic in my book. Right. So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's all I got to say. That's good. I want to hear your fucking trivia. I want to hear. Oh, there's some good stuff. Because I know you watched that documentary. I did watch the documentary. I didn't do a lot of digging on the trivia and stuff because we have done this before a little bit. I don't know how in-depth I was on that. But, you know, I figured we'd go over it with anybody that maybe didn't catch that episode either way. Mm-hmm. Just some uh, stuff that I found. But I would love to hear what you guys think about this movie before we get into that. So if you want to write down in the comment section down below and you want to skip the spoilers section, you know, there is a timestamp for the end of the podcast talk where we tell you what we're going to be doing next week or any other information that you might want to keep. So you can skip to that part or, you know, come back and listen to this part later. But this is your warning for any of the spoilers on Night of the Demons. So Tenny said that he was never really a horror fan when he made Witchboard and this Uh movie. And that when this movie came out, there was the slasher craze which is why they probably brought up Freddy and Jason. Oh, uh-huh. And the writer wanted to make a slasher movie because he was a fan. Uh-huh. Joe Augustine. 
And he wanted to make a movie with multiple slashers, <sighs> which were demons. Get it? Yes. So in a way, it worked out. And that's probably why, because he made these kind of characters out of each of the demons. Right. And I think that's kind of important when you're when you're doing monsters and stuff. And they did a good job because they did, man- when they got possessed, they manifested into like this completely different type of person. I don't remember if I was scared of this movie as a kid, but mm-hmm. I damn well enjoyed it. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. The original title for this movie, by the way, was called Halloween Party. Oh, because it was a Halloween party. <laughs> right. And there's an interesting story on this because they had shot the whole movie. They'd even gone out and like had a poster for it and everything. Oh, I'd like to see that. Yeah, it's like a guy's decapitated head with a girl standing over him and it's got a dunce cap party hat on him. Oh, okay. And it's like it says Halloween party. And so remember I was talking about that E-N-A, E-N-O, excuse me, uh-huh. error, omissions, things like that that you can't use in a movie and stuff like that. Well, they had that problem again (laughs) because the name got shut down because the Halloween franchise, the people who owned the Halloween franchise said that they wouldn't allow them to use that name. What? That's weird. Because it was too similar to Halloween. Wasn't that weird? I thought it was weird. weird. I'm like, I don't think that's right because it's Halloween party. They probably would have been fine if they would have just kept going with it. But he said he was telling the, the, that he was like, we got our, you know, we got the ENO backing on this. And they told him, well, you may have it now, but you will never again if you continue. And then he was like, so it was a really friendly exchange. (laughs) (laughs) I made me crack up when he said that. They shot the whole thing, though. They shot the whole fucking thing, the whole movie. They even did the premiere party or something like that and then had to redo it. Oh, my God. They even did that animation thing in the very beginning of the movie, which was a lot of money that you know, I have an cool. interesting story on as well. What were you going to say? Oh, I actually, I'm kind of glad they changed the name. I do like Night of the Demons better. I think so, too. But like, wouldn't that contrast with just the Demons movie? No. But Halloween Party, Halloween. No, it wouldn't. It, it, demons, I don't even think demons. Halloween Party could have been. Like if we're going to get. You couldn't have actively done that because Halloween is a fucking. I, I don't holiday. think. You can, yeah. Yeah. I don't even know how you can copyright the fucking name. Well, it's, it was probably like a studio thing because it was a big franchise. So the studio was probably just like, no, no. That's weird. I'm not going to do it. That's weird. I have the power. Yeah, I don't know. Earlier draft of the script had a priest blessing the audience at the start of the movie because nice. to keep them from getting possessed, which was removed because Tenny thought it was a little too corny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. And Joe Augustin thought it was kind of, he was pissed off a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> They had to cut some things, though. But, you know, a lot of people said that they didn't get along on set. But I don't uh, he said it it was fine. Mm-hmm. He's like, in fact, he, he thought Tenny thought it was good that they worked together and that they worked so well together because they were both very passionate. And whenever Tenny would ask Augustine, Joe, the writer, he would be like, hey, we need to change this around. Here's what we need to try to do to trim it down. He's like, do you want to, like, rewrite it real quick? Oh, that was good, yeah. So, yeah, he, he, I think they had a mutual respect because of that. Mm -hmm. Because Tenny knows how precious it is to somebody who writes something Mm -hmm. and how you don't trample on people's work. Right. Even if it's your movie to make to direct. Right. You see what I'm saying? So he was like all on board. That's right, Kubrick. (laughs) Well, I mean, he didn't, yeah, that's a different thing. (laughs) Anyway, the intro animation that I was talking about was done by Kathy Zelinsky, who, 
worked at Disney at the time. She'd been there for many years. She worked on movies like The Black Cauldron, Pocahontas, Madagascar, Frozen. And she was working on The Little Mermaid when they were making this movie. Wow. Oh, that's right. It was the same year. I think so, yeah. And she loved working on Disney villains. They called her the, like, queen of horror. Uh-huh. At Disney. Nice. Because she always did all the, like, villains. She even did Ursula. She did all of the greatest villains. Nice. She worked on them. So she got asked and was excited to do something completely different that was a, her own thing that mm-hmm. she could just do on her own. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, I'll do it. Um, And at first, Tenny was like, I don't want this. We could use that money to go spend it on another fucking scene or something in the movie that we, you know what I mean? Right. But then when he saw the, like, rough drafts, he was like, okay, Uh, this kind of makes it special. Right. So he just kind of gave in. The actual house that they actually did all the movie at was used as as the main location. So everybody that was on set, they used each of the doors and the rooms and everything. (sighs) Oh, to, to stay to get, there and well, get ready. Yeah, to get ready. They had a place to stay. Oh, but they okay. just—that's where they got their makeup and everything. Was there any hauntings at that location? No, people oh. got spooked, of course, because of all the shit that was going on there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and that house looked exactly like that when they came in. They did nothing to it to that's make it different. Cool. That's cool. I mean, they might have added a few things, but right, it pretty much was in that dilapidated state. Nice. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Linnea Quigley. She initially rejected the offer to audition, mm-hmm. believing she was too old to play the part of a teenager. Right. And her agent insisted that she go in after the fourth time he begged her to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and she went in and to her surprise, they actually cast her on the spot. Oh, that's good. So she was like, oh, well, I guess I'm glad I came then. <laughs> <You know? laughs> she looked like a teenager. She does. A good, she's she's a big part of that movie. She really is. Her and Angela really kind of make that movie. All the mm-hmm. characters do a good job, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying like those. Oh, yeah. They were th- the main. Characters. Yeah. They're the ones that that movie would not be as unique and different if it wasn't for them. Mm-hmm. And them willing to go that extra mile. Right. Obviously, because not everyone's going to get nude and, you know, that kind of thing. Right. They even talk about how they were trying to originally the Judy character was going to be uh, Little Red Riding Hood. Oh, uh uh-huh. And he was like, well, red devils, demons. He's like, maybe we should switch her to something like Alice in Wonderland. It was a good idea. And I think it was, too. Yeah, because I even said when she was standing in one of the hallways in her Alice in Wonderland costume, I was like, oh, that's why they made her Alice, because she was, like, you know, lost looking. Right. That's exactly what he said, too. Um, So that was a really good point, baby. Thanks. Mm -hmm. I'm going to record that. (laughs) Treasure. I'm going to treasure that. Um, the famous scene where Stooge says, eat a bowl of fuck. Uh huh. That is actually from John Belushi's biography that he read. The actor who played Stooge, Hal Heavens, Halvins or whatever. Uh huh. Hal Heavens. He said that he stole that from a routine that he did because he used to be on a show called Second City. Uh-huh. Back in the day, John Belushi. John Belushi. Mm-hmm. And he was did this routine where he would come out and say something, and he wanted to say, you know, something fucking crazy just to be funny mm-hmm. for the sake of jokes. And this is around a time, you know, when you didn't do shit like that because you could get thrown in jail mm-hmm. be for cussing on the live air. Oh, uh-huh. 
You know what I mean? And right. he came out and said, eat a bowl of fuck <laughs> and got suspended for two weeks. Oh, that's not a big deal. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it's kind of cool, right? Yeah, that you is. know, like John Belushi. Push the limits. So the the Hal Havens decided who played Stooge that he wanted to put in there. He was like, please let me use this in the movie somewhere. And he was like, I know mm-hmm. the spot. And it's even been used in a song uh called by the Quincy Punks, which I mentioned this last time because I'm a huge Quincy Punks fan. They're like a crust punk beer guzzling fucking horror themed band uh-huh they go by quincy punks and they have a song called eat a bowl of fuck it's like blah 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 eat a full of fuck <laughs> it's really good if you guys are into like crust punk stuff like that you should jeff definitely check them out they do a lot of like songs with like other movies like return of the living dead they did um do you love me? Do you love me? Let me eat your brains. Because it has like, I can smell your brains, Tina. Oh. From the Return of the Living Dead. So it's pretty cool. Um, the smoke in the film that they use in the film to make it kind of give it this look and everything like mm-hmm. that. The smoke actually caused people to literally blow up blue shit from their noses. Oh my God. For months. <gasps> That's not good. Yeah, like a lot of people were, they were like, uh, they were kind of getting used to it. Like the Angela girl who played Angela, the Amelia woman, she said how she was used to it because she was on, you know, rock right. star sets all the time. Oh. But they were there for a month straight shooting every Ouch. single day. Right. So if you can imagine, right, you know, being in there, breathing that shit in all the time. Right. He's like, they like literally months later were like, how is this still in me? <laughs> like thought it was poisonous too. He's like, I don't even think they use it anymore. Oh shit. That's so good. yeah, it's interesting. So, but the, you know, they're inside, you can't go anywhere. You got to breathe it in. It's like oil. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but yeah, that's pretty much it for the trivia. That's all I got. Well, good. I thought it was some fun points to point out, some it's different inter- things. Interesting. Yeah, I got some other stuff tucked into some of the scenes that we like, but we don't need to go through this one because this is, right. a, this is a classic. So really, it's just maybe talk about certain scenes that we really like and like kind of point out things that might have bugged us. Right. So do you have anything off the bat that you really like? The, conven- the convenience store was funny. Or do you have something before that? I was thinking of the intro when the, the cartoon oh yeah i thought that was cool i pointed that out so the intro was really cool with the animation i really like that too i like the song i actually looked it up by the way and david was tenny's brother who did the music in that and i added it to my (laughs) spotify synth wave dark synth playlist (laughs) that i have of all the like different horror music and shit Uh i'll put a link down for you guys if you want to check it out but yeah you can always go to there and check that out. But I, I, I added it to it because I like the song so much. Right. So, uh, but yeah, that cartoon I- intro really gives it something. And I almost feel like. And usually I don't like it when they do intros like that. Right. But for some reason, this really set the mood for the. the it movie. really did. Yeah. And, and, and I think, don't they do something like that in the movie Trick or Treat? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure that the Sam character, the like pumpkin head kid. Oh, is there like an animation? It's an animation with him. God, every single time. I can never remember that movie. I know I've seen it. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. But I fucking... Is that an anthology? Yes. That's yeah, why you're see, forgetting like, it. I can't fucking remember. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. But it reminds me of that. you have anything else? Oh, the convenient store part really obviously like stuck out to me. Not right. because she was showing her butt and stuff. <laughs> 
But I thought it was so funny that she was um, she was luring the clerks to look at her so she could go and shoplift. Oh, my God. I thought that was so funny. They had a lot that they took. Yeah. To... And she was just taking shit in front of the other customers. I know. They're too. like, oh, minding my own business. That yeah. would never happen. Oh, no way. Be... Well, not nowadays. Ma'am. 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 <laughs> We'd have Karens everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's a great scene. Uh, because the clerks are being dudes and watching her and it's all intentional. And then when she looks back to look at them, mm-hmm. she walks through them. I never really thought about that, but that makes perfect sense. Like if right. you're going to make eye contact, they're not going to look away. Right. Or maybe they would because they're embarrassed. Oh, uh, well, maybe they thought they had a shot and she was really funny about it too. And she was f- totally flirting yeah. with them. You guys got sour balls. And he's like, <laughs> sure do. She's like, that suck. Probably why you don't get blow jobs. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Stupid. <laughs> I like the old man too in the beginning that they, they play into in the end as well. That, That's always yeah. kind of cool. That it's like a little, cool. it's a little nugget, you know, just like the neighborhood and, and it stuff. It was Halloween myths. Kind of gave it that anthology feel almost in yeah, a way. Yeah, a little bit. Because the old man gets scared twice and says, all these damn kids are going to pay with apples <laughs> and razors. I'm like, who the fuck are you going to lure into eating apples? Like, Yeah, who does it? Who gives out apples? I guess because it's probably he was, because they did mention bobbing for apples. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was a thing I remember yeah, doing I remember, in the 80s. I remember doing that too. Do they still do that? I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Kids, People probably know. don't even celebrate Halloween anymore. What is that? What is that? Yeah, what do they do? They they get on their tablets and phones and they play an app bobbing for fucking coins. There's some shit. <laughs> Do people even celebrate things anymore? I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. But that's when they show Stooge drive by with all them and you realize there's a party going on and mm-hmm. Stooge sticks his ass out. By the way. To the old man. Yeah, yeah, he sticks his ass out, but it's only the pumpkin underwear. And oh, they wanted cool. him to do a full moon, like full ass. Yeah. And he was like, you can't afford this. <laughs> he did? He said that? Yeah, he did. He That's was like, funny. nah, you can't afford this. That's funny. He even said it in an interview. I thought that was funny. And you know what sucks is he probably got paid more than the females in this movie, I bet. No, I bet you not. I hope not. I bet you he didn't. Okay. I bet you he got paid less because and- uh, fucking Suzanne's in the movie a lot. Right. Yeah, but, <clears throat> you know, wage She's got more speaking roles than he does. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's, Sorry. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. There well, is... it does it does matter, but we won't talk about it. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> when we first see Angela in that convenience store, by the way, she's wearing the cross earrings. Oh yeah. Right side up. <gasps> oh, and but she... later on in the movie she's dancing with Stooge and she's become possessed. They're upside down. I did not notice that. I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> Subtle. That was the subtle, clever thing. Yeah. And, you know, there's a party going on. The story is, and this is the thing that I didn't really pay too, too close of attention because it's not really that interesting. But essentially, the Hall House is an old funeral home where on Halloween one night, the family that ran the funeral home, one of the family members went crazy and slaughtered the whole family and then killed themselves. One of them killed themselves and they couldn't figure out who killed who. Uh, oh, uh huh. So they never could, you know, figure it out. But this house has a wall, and it was built on top of a underground stream in Agua Fria. Uh huh. And it's apparently in this movie, demons cannot cross running water. 
Right. So that's why the wall is built around in this house. And they even later on tell the story of a old Native American who is going out with his wife and his older mom and he slaughters them and uses their skin and organs to make a fucking teepee. And they found him sitting out there in the middle of the of the thing with all that mm-hmm. up there. So this ground is like ho- unholy for a long time, and yeah. like natives wouldn't even go into yeah, it. Yeah, let's go party. Yeah. Let's go party there. Oh wait, let's build a funeral home I mean, there. If you think about it, it what is the, the kind of the perfect spot, right? Well, yeah. It's kind of scary. It's supposed, that's what's good about Halloween. You want to. Yeah, until you get trapped in there. Yeah, until you get turned into a demon, and kill the your friends. Demons and the witches come out. And then, right. Yeah. Climb barbed wire, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. But then you also get two really cool sequels. The actual third one's actually not great, but it's not terrible. And I would love to do part two and three in the future, it's by the way. It's on the list. I've never seen them. So they start the party, and it's a song about computer dating service guy. Computer dating service guy. <laughs> it it's like, what? Weird. And someone brings a strobe light in, and that's when Suzanne. <laughs> like, Woo! She's like, <laughs> far fucking out. <laughs> Dude, the way she acts in this movie is so great but her yeah. acting is always kind of like crazy yeah she's like do you ever dream of guys tearing apart your clothes <laughs> until you're dead <laughs> like, i try not to think about death so much <laughs> not in this movie that was that was a good movie return of the living dead anyway by the way i got a um podcast i did with these guys called the movie of the year podcast coming up where we talk about return of the living dead so if you guys are interested in that definitely check it out i'll post it up online sometime but they hear a noise in the basement and the demon is released which happens to look like this weird dragon dragon skeleton dragon (laughs) it's weird and then it comes up the stairs and then suzanne breathes it in and Angela tells them the house is possessed and Sal's all like, more like repossessed. I thought that was a funny joke. And then it's like, <laughs> they all laugh. And then there's this, this extended part where the, no one says anything for 10 seconds. And they zoom up on Suzanne and she's like, for tonight anyways. <laughs> she, said, <laughs> she said it deeper than that, though. Dude, it was so funny. It was so off. Was I laughed funny. so hard, though. That was so funny to me. <laughs> For tonight, anyway. <laughs> but it's not like, for tonight, anyway. It's not like that. Anyway, but that's how we know she's fucking possessed. <laughs> and then Suzanne's all like, there was this like funny exchange where she's like, I've got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and Sal's like, oh, you need an escort, you know? And she's like, no, I want Stooge to take me. And she's like, What? He's like, what the fuck? How does this make any goddamn sense? And he's like, he's a fucking pig. And she's like, I like pork. And he's like, that's <laughs> <laughs> just great dialogue, man. It's funny. That's really fun dialogue. It that that, that kind of like really pushes the movie along. Right. You know, it's stupid, but it's fun. You know, right. like, what were you saying? Oh, and she went and she kissed, uh, Angela. Yeah, she doesn't she come Yeah, but oh, that's yeah. how she gets possessed. That's how Angela gets possessed is Susan transfers it. Like, right, when she goes upstairs. To, yeah, yeah she her. turns to her and then kisses her. Which yeah. by the way, people were so happy about that in the movie that that now they tour together, her and uh Linnea Quigley. So Amelia and her tour together and do a kiss. Oh, like conventions and yes. stuff? Oh, that's funny. So I don't know if they're gonna do it this year because apparently here in Arizona they're gonna be coming out 
her. Oh, they are? Both of them. Oh, and I would her. love to meet them, but... Mad Monster? Yeah, it's like next month. It's like next week. <laughs> it's next week. Yeah, it's that's right. Week. And I can't I can't go there in that kind of shit, man. That. The president's dying and shit. Like, Dude, I can't fucking... They can't kiss? Are they going to kiss with masks Probably on? not. <laughs> I mean, clearly. Right. Um... Oh, and there was also that part where Roger and Helen decide that they're not going to stay anymore because they're weirded out by the demon. Because they do a, don't they do a seance before that that starts it all? Well, they look in the mirror. Right. That's the seance to see their past she lives. She called it something else, a past lives seance. Yeah. yeah. Where the. Where they look in the mirror and they're supposed to see their past lives, but instead the mirror turned black. And cr- it broke. Yeah, and it broke. That's where they show that cool scene. Yeah, with the, the, the skeleton dragon. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, they had a shot where all the broken shards oh, were on yeah. the ground. And all the characters were talking in the broken shards. Yeah, so the, bro- the broken shards are on the ground, guys, and you can see all of their faces perfectly in each of the pieces. It was a great shot. And then they actually walk up to it, too. Mm-hmm. So that's all done in camera. And that's a really good idea. And that's when they spin a camera around afterwards, right? Right. Yeah. And they were doing the 70s shows. And then everybody kind of goes their own way to go get killed, pretty much. Mm -hmm. To go get possessed. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But yeah, Roger and Helen can't find their way out. And they have like, they've been using like, they've been checking out this wall. They're like, we've been around it like three or four times. There's no fucking gate. Mm -hmm. How can that be? He's like, I don't know. And then she disappears. And then he's like, all freaked out. He's like, where, Helen? (laughs) I'd be freaked out, too. I would, too. But apparently that wall was actually part of the property, and that house was in the middle of Los Angeles, uh-huh. like in a in a weird part of town where it had been shut down and stuff, so it wasn't out in the middle of the forest like they made it seem. Uh-huh. It really cool. was like in a city, and they actually tore that house down mm-hmm. and put up a Ralph's um, oh, grocery, grocery store. store. Oh, yeah. that's funny. But yeah, that fence was not very big, so they had to pretend to make it like it was, mm-hmm. you know, big, you know, so that they could just like make right. it seem like it went around the whole house, which I think they did a good job. Yeah, I did too. I believed it. Um, then Angela is dancing to Bauhaus called Stigmata Seder, which freaks out Sal because he's not used to goth chicks, apparently. But <laughs> goth demon chicks. Right. But she's also a demon. Yeah. So, I mean, like, he's kind of right. But in the same regard, it's like, that's not nothing demonic. <laughs> but he just gets a bad sense about her. And then uh, Stooge comes down and snaps him out of it all of a sudden. Like, he just appears behind him. Mm-hmm. That was weird. Yeah, I thought that was weird. But maybe he was in this trance for so long. They wanted to make it seem like almost like Stooge stepped into his world that it was manipulating that makes sense so i thought that anyway but she choreographed that the actress amelia kincaid or whatever oh cool she actually choreographed that whole fucking thing by herself that was that was a cool death i thought too i think she did a good job in dancing in that too she's really pretty graceful you know what i mean creepy graceful right i love the goth thing like mm-hmm. I, that's to- i don't even think that was her like she was never a goth girl or anything like that but that character in particular was mm-hmm. and she plays the same role in all the other movies too oh wow so it's kind of weird because mm-hmm. like years pass as these movies get made like the sequels mm-hmm. you know but suzanne is upstairs putting all makeup all over her goddamn face <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you ladies are a little too fucking weird for me <laughs> Like, you you look pretty. You look like a doll. But, uh, yeah, I can't fuck with that shit. You done <laughs> fucking lost something in your head. Does my makeup look all right? <laughs> yeah, it looks good. Whatever, you fucking nutbag. <laughs> 
is upstairs by herself and they show the scene of Suzanne putting lipstick on her tits, like in a circle spiral, mm-hmm. like on one of them. And then she shoves it slowly into her nipple. And it eats it. And it just goes right so, on into her nipple, 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 nipple. Whoop. That's where the nipple stick comes from, by the way, guys. Whoop. Yeah. Whoop. <laughs> Whoop. Is that the, like... That's my nipple eating lipstick. Oh, it sounds like an Apple iPhone, like, getting a message. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, she jams her finger in there, too, pretty hardy, and, like, moves it around and stuff. It was, of course, a fake prosthetic that they did it, and she had no problem doing it because, you know, Linnea Quigley has, she did new modeling and things like that before she was, you know, Mm -hmm. totally okay with that kind of thing, but... Uh, it's cool. Like, it kind of looks real. Like, and especially yeah, when I was younger, is. like, yeah. and you didn't have the high quality. Yeah. And you didn't know what boobs look like. <laughs> like, you know what I, I mean? mean? That was a pretty crazy scene for me. Like, that was pretty <laughs> edgy for a kid. I was only, what, 10 years old when that fucking came out? Mm-hmm. 10 or 11. So, I mean, that's like right at the height of a, you know, kids, uh, you know, what am I watching right here? <laughs> So now I'm addicted to lipstick and I push it into the tip of my penis all the time. All the time. He does every day. Yeah, no, not really. I can't even buy lipstick because it just goes missing. <laughs> they're going to believe you. They're going to fucking believe you. <laughs> now I make her put on lipstick. That's what we do. It's our fucking... Too far. It's too our mating far. ritual. Too far. She draws a little too, hot. Nobody wants to hear this too she far. She draws a little hot nope. on her fucking head. No, I don't. And then we push nope. it into a fake nipple. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a scene where Judy and Jay are like in the room, by the way. And he obviously just wants to fuck her. Like, he doesn't give a fuck about her. Right, obviously. So, you know, she fucking pushes him off and she's like i don't just hug me right just cuddle i just want cuddle. and he's like you know what i'm out of here <laughs> and then she, he just fucking leaves her there alone and and she gets locked in sometimes so finally she gets out later on and like then shit starts going crazy when yeah she that's gets when out. the shit was going crazy but jay goes and actually meets up with suzanne who's like losing her mind sticking lipsticks in her nips and shit <laughs> and when she's <laughs> She's like, let's fuck or whatever. Like they have sex and she's like riding him. And then she's like, what are you looking at? Stop looking at me. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) And she leans back and then leans forward and she's a demon face. And her eyes are all fucked up. And he's like, stop looking at me. It was so good. (laughs) And he pops. She pops his eyes. Mm -hmm. Apparently, Linnea Quigley had to learn how to do that right. Oh, really? Yeah, but they jam them in his eyes and it pops out. You can see it squirting. It's pretty gross. Ew. Eyes are a pretty sensitive thing for me in movies. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, Judy gets let out after that. The whole house comes alive. Sal and Angela are fucking right, like wrestling on the roof. And they do a double fucking swan dive off the fucking roof <laughs> together. Fucking landing on the necks and shit. <laughs> Sal gets a piece of stick stuck through his chest or whatever. And Angela stands up and is all like, Sal wanted to go home, but I guess he decided to stick around. Oh, there's those jokes again. <laughs> those dab jokes. <laughs> and then it pans to his grave and it's like, died tonight. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> 
and cheesy, but it's kind of funny. I liked it. I like it too. It's kind of cute. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It's stupid. That's when, uh, what's her name is like stuck on the, didn't she fall or something? She's on their ledge or whatever. And they got some dude dressed up as, as Judy <laughs> trying to climb <laughs> on the scene. That bad wig on. You see his fucking dick flapping underneath <laughs> the dress and shit. <laughs> You can tell it's totally not Judy because it's the big dude. Right. It's but, funny. But it's like a dude with a wig on, like climbing on the railing, and Roger's like, Jump or something. Jump. Yeah, jump. Come on, Judy. It's so funny. The guy that's m- the most scared becomes the hero in this mm-hmm. movie. You know, he's yeah, kind of, but, but it's almost like happenstance. Like he, he he's not really a hero. He's kind of like, No, because he kept leaving her. Yeah. He kept he, leaving Judy. And she kept pushing him to help her, and I'm yeah, like, He and did. It's just like, only when it was like convenient for him that's where they like he he falls down and then the demon chases after them and then they climb up the barbed wire fucking mm-hmm. thing or whatever yeah and doesn't he and then he falls off the wall and you don't think he's gonna go back for her right and well, then he does which thankfully yeah he, that he gives her he hand and they're trying to burn her leg because every time they touch her it burns her because mm-hmm. they're demons i guess that's what demons uh, or do. Or maybe maybe it was because they she did do the blowtorch thing in the basement earlier, but we didn't talk about that. Oh yeah, yeah. That was an okay scene. Yeah, it was. She's like, "There's a door here, Roger." Yeah, it's a fucking crematorium, dummy. <laughs> right. You don't want to go in there. <laughs> You're gonna get fucking burned by the demon bitch. <laughs> but, but yeah, like burns her leg. But originally, the ending was supposed to be where one of them gets impaled on a wooden fence. Oh. But they changed it up because they didn't have a wooden fence. Right. So they it, climb over the brick wall and there was barbed wire on the on the on the top. Uh-huh. But Tenny was like, "Hey, why don't we pretend use fake rubber, you know, rubber uh fucking razor wire and they had to climb over." Uh-huh. And uh then you walk back, they walk back home and the old man picks up his paper and goes back in, eats a pie, pie, apple pie. It has raisins. Where are these apples? Yeah. Where, I, I use the apples. He used to like my pie. Why yeah, it's a like homemade pie. pie yeah, she's like, how how is it? And he's like, it's all right. Where'd you get these apples? It's a homemade pie. I used the apples you didn't lose lose use last night. And he's like, oh, fuck, razor ooh, apples. Ooh, ooh. It's, and, and grandma's just standing there. Oh, Ralphie. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like oh. she wanted him to die. Yeah. She's like, yes. She's like, finally. How would you not know, notice razors when you're cutting up the apples for the That's pie? That's what Come Christina's going to do to me when I'm older. She's going to accidentally cut up razors and put it in his pie. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. You wouldn't eat it. Dude, and if, I'm not if that, I were to take I'm the first that. bite, I would know that there's fucking metal in it. What is he just sucking it down? Like, he's not like <laughs> just horking it down that he doesn't know where the fucking razor It's still cool, though. Because yeah, you see I, his I neck was, all yeah, rip that up. That was a cool effect. So. And again, it was a good tie in for the end of the movie. I think so, yeah. I don't know. I really enjoyed this movie. I think it's a fun movie to talk about. It's great. I, yeah, it's great. But, it's a great voyeurie. I'm surprised you gave it only a seven. Well, you know, there's better movies. I, it, I'm picky. It was a great Voidtober movie. Yes, it is a good. It's an amazing Voidtober movie. Yeah. Yep. So I hope you guys enjoyed that this week. It's nice to go back and talk about that movie. That's one I always want to watch on Halloween. It's like one of my favorite Halloween movies to watch. But there's so many. And we had, like we mentioned before, when the movies that we picked for this year, of course, the ones we haven't been able to to actually do reviews of. And the only reason we did this one is because I don't think we did it justice on this movie like like we do now. 
right. on movies. So, right. but next week, what are we watching? We're going to be watching. We are still here. I love that movie. I've seen that movie. I cannot wait to watch that movie again. Hold on, because we bought that movie. Yeah, I remember you loved it the first time you saw it, and I was like, "Yeah, it's not bad." <laughs> I, th- I think I had some issue with some of the acting, but so it'll be interesting to see what I think of it again. Mm-hmm. But we got We Are Still Here from 2015 and The House of the Devil from 2009. I don't remember that movie. Yeah, I vaguely do. I remember maybe a lot of people made a big hubbub about it. These are both kind of independent films mm-hmm. that, you know, a lot of people do really like. And I thought it'd be a good chance to kind of watch some of that stuff. And, uh, you know, I know one of them I'm going to like for the most part. And the other one I'm not. I don't remember. So right. it's kind of a nice trade to, like, have a little something of both. But uh, yeah, guys, so I hope you're enjoying Voidtober so far. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for our, our VIP club, that's how you get entered into the fucking giveaway for this. And we'll announce the winner on the 26th for that episode. So definitely sign up as soon as you can. And if you have a good tagline for our podcast that you think we could use or whatever, we'll give you some credit on the show or whatever it is. And I can give you mind hugs. Sure. <laughs> Bloody mind hugs. <laughs> anyway, no, to help us out, it's just for fun. I just thought it'd be fun to reach out and have you guys be a part of our show. Um, we really do appreciate you guys coming by every week, and uh, we hope you're enjoying your holiday and being safe out there. So we'll see you next time for a whole brand new episode. Don't forget to stop by our YouTube. And as always, long live the void. Tune in every Monday.